Hey friends, welcome to the Life with Chris and Tatum podcast, where each week we'll talk about practical and relevant topics to help you live a life of freedom and purpose. Thanks for joining us today. For more information, please visit lifefellowship.tv. And now let's tune in with Chris and Tatum. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us today on Life with Chris and Tatum. Woohoo! We are pastors at Life Fellowship Church here in McKinney, Texas, and we release a new podcast every Wednesday. Woohoo! Every Wednesday. <laughs> he likes to woohoo. Hey, what number is this? Is this 18? We're on the, this is the 18th ep- episode. That's cool. And I feel like we're just ca- catching traction and steam. Do you realize, Tatum, there are hundreds and hundreds of people that are now tuning into these podcasts Crazy. every week. It's pretty cool. Unbelievable. And tell everybody why that is. Who knows why that is? We're having fun while we do it. Yeah. But I wanted to thank you guys. For those of you that are listening every week, you're telling your friends about it. Um, thanks for helping us just spread the word and share, hopefully, some wisdom here, what life is like with us and ministry and all of the fun things that we talk about every week. So. Yeah, so thank you, thank you, thank you to everybody that is sharing these. Our church is growing, our podcast community, our family is growing. And today we're going to get to some mailbag questions. You guys keep sending in these really inquisitive questions. They are, I, I, I'm really looking forward to the end of this podcast answering them. I think it's going to catch some of you off guard, some of these questions that that people have have sent in. Let's but have fun. today, I do want to continue with uh, the topic that we started last week, and that is, how in the world do you live with confidence? I mean, isn't it true? It just seems like everything in life is trying to suck the confidence out of you. Everything, you, you, you second-guess yourself, and you, you know, confidence is dis, uh, dissipating in people's lives because we are constantly comparing ourselves to all kinds of other people. And I've said it many times. Uh, you know, I think one of the greatest reasons people are um, they they fall into the comparison trap is because we compare our life yeah. with people's uh, highlights, highlight reel. Yeah, when and so we look at social Facebook media. And so, uh, can I just remind you? Nobody's life is as good as what they portray it on social media. Yeah, it's not the me, truth. not you. Nobody's life is as good as good as that. And so everything is trying to just suck this confidence out that you're not pretty enough. You're not, you know, uh, you don't have enough enough money. You don't have enough this. And so we get all of our attention from all these other areas yeah, or or really our cues from them. And it sucks the confidence out of who God has actually called you to be. And you are amazing. And I'll tell you all the time, there's gold on the inside of you. Yeah, you know, you may not be attended everything, but you're attended one thing. Absolutely. Something. Yeah. And today we want to really help to uh almost begin to mine that gold out of your heart, out That's of a your good life. Way to say it, babe. We're gonna we're gonna pull that out of you so that you can recognize the God gift on the inside of you so that you would walk with confidence. And there's a big difference between confidence and arrogance. Yes. We talked about this last week. Yes. Let me yeah. just say it one again, just in case you, okay. you're just joining with us for the first time on this teaching. Confidence is when you are at peace with who you are. Arrogance is insecurity with who you are. And so it's just really important that we understand the difference between the two. We don't want to be arrogant. 
No, that comes from just like humanity trying to broaden yourself, make yourself look bigger and better. But the confidence really comes from who the Lord is, who God's called you to be. So last week we talked about that confident Christians realize, number one, that problems are coming your way. So don't get caught off guard by them. It's called life. Yep. Just buck up under it, little buckaroo. (laughs) Just know, yeah, it happens to everyone. The second thing that we talked about last week is that confident Christians don't fear people. Yes. Our fear is not in a fearful way, but out of respect and an honoring way from the Lord. We want to please God, not not man. Mm -hmm. Please him. All right. Here's the third one as we pick it up. The third one is accept that God chose you to be on his team. I love this. Accept that God chose you. So Romans 6, 23 says this, when people sin, they earn what sin pays, death. But God gives us a free gift, life forever in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Okay, this blows my mind that the God of the universe, I mean, the one that nothing is impossible with him, this God, yeah, uh, the one that he, I mean, he made them, the, the, the oceans, the planets, the stars. Yeah. I mean, you, you think about the animal life and the, how detailed it is. The one that, I mean, there, there are solar systems and universe or galaxies, galaxies yeah. that just, we've not even discovered yet. And that this are like, God, yeah. And this God looked down out of all that and saw me, a piece of dust on this planet called Earth, which is a piece of dust floating in this universe, <laughs> yeah. and said, hey, Chris, I choose you. Yep. I want you on my team. And to all of, yeah, to all of you listening, he wants, he, for me thinking about like the family of God and the fact that the Lord um, adopted us like as his children, he chose, he, he wanted us. He made a way for us to be a part of his family, his family like that. So I remember, mind. so I, an emotion that I had, and it just even when I say emotion, Tatum's eyes lit up just a little. We're about to go into a relationship series and we're going to talk about all that and uh, later on about how ladies are very, uh, they, they, they love it, men, when you begin to talk about your feelings and your emotions. And <laughs> instead of just giving some, you know, raw details, they want raw emotions and what you're feeling. So here it is, honey. Tell me. Talking about that God chose me to be on his team when I was in elementary school. Yeah. I remember those were some of the years that I was being bullied in my fifth and sixth grade years. And do you remember that when everybody would line up on the wall and like typically the two most popular kids would come on out and they would begin to choose people to be on their team? Like in gym class or something? Yeah, but we did this during recess. Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, So- They're picking teams. They're picking teams. Yeah. And I'll never forget that this one of I mean, the most popular kid in our school, the first choice. Was it you, babe? He chose me. <laughs> he said, Lindbergh. And I remember this sense of like, oh, wow, he chose me to be on his team. There must be something good about me. I'm going to run hard. I'm going to play hard. I'm going to do well. Woohoo! I mean, just this this sense of pride. Yeah. Why? Because everyone wants to know that you're chosen, that you're that you're seen, right? Yeah, but That's I why. But, but I got chosen to be uh, on this team, and I got picked 
first. And there's just something about that. And you just need to know that you've been chosen by God yep. to be on his team. Yep. It's good. I mean, that blows me away. I mean, that's why we can walk with our heads held high. That's where our confidence comes from in the Lord. Really. It's because he chose us. It's yeah. because he picked us. I mean, there's just something about that. Mm-hmm. However, though, I remember in those same years, I was in fifth grade. <laughs> and I remember I asked this girl out. In fifth I, grade, you asked a girl out? Oh, yeah. She was in sixth grade. I was in fifth grade. Whoa. Yeah. Like, it might have been the same wait, day that I got called out by this you guy. You were feeling pretty to, good, yeah. Man, I'm the man because he picked me to be on his team. And so you I, asked her to like be my girlfriend? Yeah. No, you're not yeah, like going yeah, but, anywhere. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, I did it on a little paper. You know, will you, will you, will you go out with me? Yes, no, or maybe. <laughs> 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 you drew the little boxes. So I she did. I drew box. the little boxes on I there. I remember those days. And uh, and my friend passed it to another friend, to another friend, and she got it. And she looked at it, and then she looked up at me, and then she checked the yes box. Whoa! Yeah, and then Chris. she sent it all the way back to me, and I got it. And you were like, that was my first girlfriend. Ooh! In uh, in fifth grade, she was older than me. She was in sixth grade. Why was she in your class? Was she? You don't know? Fifth and sixth graders? You I just, guess so. Hmm. <clears throat> but but uh, we passed that thing there. She said yes. And uh, what's so funny is that I was so not confident in that, that we, we went out and dated for, I think it was like two months, and we never talked. <laughs> <laughs> we would never talk. I never talked to her. I just knew that was... That she's was, my girlfriend, but we don't really talk. She's my girlfriend, but I'm not going to talk to her. That's awesome. Uh that only works in fifth grade, and it actually doesn't work very well. So, <laughs> talk to your girlfriends. Hey, listen to you. Uh, listen, uh, God's not rejected you; He's chosen you. He He's accepted you, and really, that should put a skip in your step and cause your head to, to be held high because you are on God's team. Yeah. But then think about this: if you're on God's team, it also puts a target on your back. Sure. So yeah. don't be surprised by that, by the fact that now the devil, he's he's after you. Don't let it. Don't let that catch you off yeah. guard. He guard. can't touch you. Yeah, you're the Lord's. He, no, he can do try. things in your life. He can. He he's can gonna try. Yeah. He's going to try. He can make things difficult, but God's going to be there with you, like we talked about last week, and He's going to help you to rise above the situations. And just know that you're on God's team. And when you know that, you can walk with confidence. All right. Let's go to the second one, hon. The next one is, um, no earth isn't your home. This one is uh, incredible because we need to remember. We have to remind ourselves we are not a citizen of earth, but we're citizens of heaven. This is actually something that um, in the past couple of weeks, I remember you mentioned on a Sunday morning, Chris, you were talking, there was a cool way that you said it about how we're not just... um, Spiritual beings having an earth experience. We are not. We are not earth beings having a temporary spiritual experience. Yes, we are spiritual Spirit beings. beings having a temporary earth That's experience. That's it. Yeah. Heaven. When you know heaven is your home, ah. Uh, yeah. I, the confidence that can exude out of you. Yeah. Not arrogance, but confidence. Yes. What can man do to me at that point? Yeah. What can the devil do to me at that point? Heaven yeah. is my home. Because to live... Now, if I live for earth, 
Yeah. I was that gonna, zaps your yeah. confidence. But to live is Christ and to die is gain. So, I mean, if what can happen? If I die, I'm with the Lord. <laughs> See, Scripture even says in Hebrews 12, and people have asked me the question, hey, can our loved ones in heaven see us? Do they see us? And Hebrews 12 says that they do. It says that since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, mm -hmm. let us run the race that is before us. So that, those, that cloud of witnesses are those loved ones and others that have gone on to be with the Lord. And I truly believe that they're leaning over the, bow, the, 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 the banister banisters of heaven. of heaven and just cheering us on. And they're saying, man, run your race, run your race, go, go for it, finish. Yeah. Finish the race that God has for you. Hey, everybody, keep your eyes on the prize. And that's heaven. That's our goal. <laughs> and that's why we can walk with confidence, because of the fact it's called the blessed hope. So C.S. Lewis said this, everything that is not eternal is worthless in eternity. I'm going to wow. say that again. Yeah. Everything that is not eternal is worthless in eternity. And so what are you vesting your life into? Where are you pouring your life into? Is it, is it producing eternal results? Because if it's not eternal, it's worthless in eternity. And that's why I think, you know, uh, words of encouragement to people, your hugs, your smiles, yeah. your, your, uh, your service, when you're, gener when you're generous, yeah. uh, when, when you honor God with the tithe and you, you vest into like what we're accomplishing here, our legacy campaign yes. to reach into the next generation. All of this lives on eternally because it's impacting it, right? Something that you that you said even about your words, but I would just come back to and you know the power of life and death being in our tongue. So much of what we can say can really shift the atmosphere uh, of someone's life by them having truth and hope spoken into them versus discouragement or lies or you know like what we're saying really matters and makes a difference uh, eternally. And I think it shows that your attention is in heaven and the earth. Uh, there's a lot of sparkle on the earth, and I almost think it's a mirage. Yeah, that's you a think good way. That, you ever been good driving down the road, yeah. and you see that? It looks like a bunch of water up there, and you get closer, and it's, it's nothing. It's just... Yeah, it was kind of how the windshield and the sunlight was... You were just seeing through a... You thought it was something, yeah. but it's not. And unfortunately, there's going to be a, a scores of Christians that enter into heaven. You're going to heaven, but you've been so uh, tricked by the mirage of earth yeah. that... You're going to find out, I think one of the saddest days, this is not theologically sound when I say this, but hear me what I, when, I, when I say this. I okay. think one of the saddest days is going to be Christians when they get to heaven realizing all that they could have been doing on this earth for God. All of the potential, all mm -hmm. of the power of God, what his word uh, made alive for them, and they lived way beneath their means. Yeah. They lived intimidated because of fear of man. Yeah. They, they allowed the devil to keep tripping them up. In fact, do you know this? The Bible says that in the very end, that God is going to send one angel. Mm. And he's not going to have to have, have a legion of them or 10,000 of them. One angel is going to go take Satan and throw him into the bottomless pit. And the Bible says that we as Christians are going to see it happen. And it says that we are going to think to ourselves, we're going to say, yeah. what, that's him? Yeah. That's the joker? That's that's the devil? Yeah. 
Oh my goodness. He's the one that deceived nations because we're going to see him for who he really is in contrast to who God actually really is. And we're going to be blown away by that. See, the devil is such an idiot. He's such a liar. He's such a liar. He tries to deceive people. In fact, let me say this one more thing. The Bible says in the book of Revelation that when he is let out of that bottomless pit, the first thing that he's going to do it, yeah. go study it for yourself. He's going to go to the nations to deceive, deceive them. Yep. His number one assignment in your life is to deceive you, yep. to get you so, so preoccupied with earth that you don't have confidence in the fact that heaven is your home and now you live for earth instead of for eternity. Yeah. So now you're doing things that matter for earth instead of things that matter for eternity. Mm -hmm. Hey, everybody, change your focus. Philippians 3.20 says, our homeland is in heaven yes. where our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, is. That's your home. That's incredible. Yep. And home is where the heart is. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like that? <laughs> Brought to you by Hobby Lobby. <laughs> Is that their tagline? No. It probably should be. No, but it, I think they have a sign that I says I think we that. could help them. In, anyway. In their... <laughs> yeah. I have a confidence. I'm a confident Christian knowing that we could help Hobby Lobby. And that heaven is our home. We're just, <laughs> that's the, we're just blending that's the, the two next together. point today. I'm conf a confident Christian knows that they could help Hobby Lobby. I'm confident I could help them with their playlist, but... Oh, my goodness. Anyway. And I don't think I've ever checked out of a place slower than at Hobby Lobby. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Chris doesn't even want to go in there. Just drop me off at the door. And what's up back. with those coupons? Let's not. No, I'm serious. You I can... love Hobby Lobby. Let's not bash them. <laughs> no, time out. Before I give this last illustration, I want to say something about Hobby don't Lobby. Don't miss your 40% off coupon because everybody can have one every day. Every day? Yeah. How? You, you go online. Every time you check out, you can get a 40% off coupon. I hope all of you listening know. And if you didn't know, you're welcome. Every time you shop, you can go get a 40% <laughs> discount. Why don't they just mark it down to begin with? <laughs> because some people don't know. They can make more money. <laughs> well, now hundreds of people are going to know yep. about Hobby Lobby. Use your 40% discount. Every single day you have one. Now you can walk in with confidence. <laughs> <laughs> See, when you knowing is half the battle. When you know, you'll have now confidence. You know. See, I taught, even you didn't know, babe. I didn't. But I don't go money. in there. I'm saving you money. Okay, yeah. <laughs> On those pillows. <laughs> oh, in fact, we just donated some pillows just the other day. A lot. A lot of Give them. Give me some props. And I so cleaned out we pillows. donated these pillows, and I said, thank the Lord. <laughs> and then Tatum started smiling. You know what you're laughing at. She smiled and laughed at me, oh, and I, I said, why are you laughing? I said, we just got, we just donated some pillows. Yeah, and she well, said. I said, I need two more. <laughs> <laughs> and if you could have just seen my face. I said, I need two more. The huh? ones on my couch, two of them are tearing. And I said, I bet you don't change and the I whole look of our den. <laughs> <laughs> we are getting way sidetracked. Okay. But. Let me bring it back to this. Please, Confident Christians have their focus. On eternity. Yes, bring us back. Our In focus. fact, I, I heard this. Uh, somebody said this, and then let's go to mailbag. Uh, but how do you measure eternity? And I heard one person describe it like this. They said, imagine a dove, and a dove picks up one grain of sand from a beach and flies it to the moon. Okay, wow. The moon is 238,857 miles away from Earth. 
Okay. Okay. That bird does that, takes one grain of sand and deposits it on the moon, has to fly back to the earth and does it again and again and again until every grain of sand from the earth is gone. That's a long time. And that is just not even scratching the beginning of eternity. Yeah. And that's why we need to live for that. Because your time on earth here is like a mist and a vapor, James says. It sure is, yeah. It's here. And then it's just gone. gone. Yeah. All right. Let's jump into mailbag questions. Mailbag. Mailbag. We are goofy. You guys are, hey, listen, I'm impressed with some of these questions. These, we're going to have fun with these today. Tell me what it is. I don't know the first one. All right. Um, What would you pick for your last meal? If you had one last meal to eat, what would you choose, honey? Oh, my goodness. For my last meal. Um, I love food. I can't decide. I would have to think about this. Well, you have to answer it right now. Everyone's waiting. Inquiring minds want to know. Can I give a couple of things? No. It says here, Come what on. would be your last meal? I really, really like sushi. Pizza? No, not sushi, pizza. Sushi, and I like pizza. Oh, you want all these things. And chips with white queso. (laughs) What is the difference between white queso and queso? ginormous difference. I don't want that yellow Velveeta nasty out of a can nacho cheese. Like white, good white queso chips. I love it. And I don't ever, I like deprive myself of it because it, I, when I start, I can't stop. It's so good. Mm-hmm. So your last meal would be sushi. So like California rolls? No. No. What do you I mean? When, describe this. this. Is your last meal? I don't actually know because I would like some steak. Wait, you just added in another <laughs> thing. <laughs> can I have a medium a steak cooked medium? Um, and then can I have some chips and white queso? And then I would have like what kind of sushi? I don't know, babe. I don't know okay, which one. My last roll. meal, it would be the four cheese gnocchi uh, with white truffle sauce on it. It was truffle oil. Truffle oil. From Italy. From Florence, Italy. Mm, that was good. There was a restaurant that we ate at. It was so good. I don't know the name of the restaurant, but we could find it if we go back. But that gnocchi was... That was your favorite, like your last meal? Oh. It was so heavy. I would have that. With a margarita pizza from uh, from Italy. Mm. You did eat margarita pizza every single day for twenty days. Exactly. When we were in Italy, and he what's great it about Italy day. is that, like, you didn't you didn't blow. You I don't know get, if that's really. We true. did a lot of walking. Yeah, we walked like a lot 10 of miles walking. a day, like so. a lot, a lot of walk. But I would have that. That would be wonderful. Pizza and gnocchi. I'd say I'm done. I'm ready to go to eternity. Take me to heaven mm-hmm. after we had some chips and white queso. All right, here's the second mailbag question. What are some of the biggest challenges that you have in ministry? Hmm. That's a big one. That's a big one. There's a lot of challenges in ministry. Uh, What's funny is that a lot of people think, well, Chris, all you do is you just get up and you speak on a Sunday, Mm -hmm. and that's all that you do. 
And it's all, <laughs> and it's because people just don't know. And maybe that needs to be one of the the questions we answer one day. Like, wh- what what do you do in in ministry? Like, what what happens? And all I could say is like this: that what you see on Sunday on the platform maybe represents ten percent of what I actually do. There are so many it's other true. things, yeah. but. When it comes to the challenges, some of the biggest challenges in ministry, what would you think, hon? Or do you want me to just kick mm, it right off? Well, I have a, I could, I'd like to say something. Okay. So for me, I would say that um, there are so many things um, that ministry entails um, that it can be easy to be um, to get caught up in the in the in the doing like in the task and the do, do, do um, of the day-to-day, week after week, year after year. There's just so many things that, um, you know, the priority of keeping like our hearts as pastors on the Lord and not on the, on ministry, not on doing, like there's definitely a challenge that I think a lot of pastors don't talk about. A lot of um, leaders don't talk about in that, um, that it's not even about balance. It's about prioritizing, keeping the Lord the the number one, and and not letting ministry get ahead of it. It's so easy to do to just do ministry, do it, do it, do it. But um, and probably that's a challenge for every believer. But I think sometimes as Christian leaders within the church, um, because you're spearheading so many ministries, like so many things that have to do with ministry that you can just think, I am doing ministry. I am studying or reading or whatever, but really um, that doesn't count towards our actual walk with the Lord. Are you reading to get the message or are you reading because you want God? You're hungry you're and hungry you for need God to be to fed something. yourself. Yeah, yeah, personally. So that's that would be my that's answer. That's a big one. That would be mine. Yeah, that you don't lose your first love. Yes. Okay. So one of the things that I would say, one of the big challenges is, and this is, uh, and I hope you hear me on this, it's experience. It's one of my greatest enemies. Because here I am now in, involved in full-time ministry now, 23 years, and it's really easy to go on autopilot because I've done it so many times. Yeah. I've just, you name it, wh- whatever I face, I, I've got experience in that. And so instead of me having to rest in God and put my attention in Him and say, okay, God, how do you want me to deal with mm-hmm. this situation? What do you want me? How do you want me to lead in this? Mm-hmm. What's new, fresh ideas from heaven that you want to give? It it's very easy to put things on autopilot. Yeah. Um, By that you mean like based off of what you've seen work before or what you've done in in a, a, yes. in the situation. Before. I can lean into my own experience yeah. instead of leaning into the, the fresh new thing that the Holy Spirit wants to do. Yeah. In our church, in our lives, in our staff, in our future, yeah. to give us fresh vision for for the future instead That's of good. some regurgitated something yeah. from a long time from a long time ago, and that that that's a, I would say that's probably my biggest enemy and challenge that that I would mm-hmm. have. Yeah, um, and then uh, and then there's a lot of people that want to use the gift that's on your life in. Uh, uh, 
in a way that it is not how God intended it for, for it to be used. Tell us a little bit what you mean by that. So what I mean by that is that I have had uh, many, many people come to me through the years and said, hey, Chris, we want you to do, oh, you'd be great. I mean, you're just influential in the way you speak and carry yourself. You'd be great at multi-level marketing and you'd blow it up and you'd make all this money and you can do all <laughs> these kind of different things and you'd just yeah. garner the respect of so many people. And uh, you know what? Yeah. There would probably be some truth to that. I could probably garner a lot of respect and move forward in a lot of different things, but I would be using my gift yeah, that's in a way that is not how God not intended for God that to do, to for do. That, that to be. Yeah. And so I know that there's influence on my life. And I know that when Yeah. There are easily so, things that can become a distraction because if you use it in the wrong way. Yeah. And there's people that want to move you in different yeah. ways. There's a lot of opportunity, but yeah, staying focused on what is God That's another challenge in ministry in the midst of a culture that is constantly shifting and moving and boy, everything. It's not like it was when I was growing up. I mean, every single year is a year unlike any of us have ever had to live through. And then imagine ch the challenge of pastoring in the middle of that in a culture that is slip sliding away and to continue to chart the course to be... How, uh, to be relevant in a world and yet not backing away from the truth mm -hmm. uh, of God's word and just being secure in that. And that's where I'm at. I am I am open-fisted about uh, different methods, yes. but I am closed-fisted when it comes to the the doctrine of God's the word. The truth of God's word, yeah. I'm closed-fisted. I'm not changing that. Yep. Jesus is the only way to heaven. Amen. That's it. Only one way. Yep. The Bible is the inspired word of God. It is perfect. If anything needs to change, it's us, not God's word. Amen. I mean, there's just some things that I am. Jesus was born of a virgin. I mean, I'm just, these are things that. These are biblical truths that don't change, but our open Method. hand is. Yeah. How I did ministry five years ago was different than How it is we today. I did ministry one year ago before 2020 and COVID hit. I mean, think about that. And the churches that are not willing to... We have to change. Change to Method. be able to con convey the truth. absolute yeah. incredible truth are those that are going to continually then... It comes back to my first thing. I'm comfortable in how I've always done it in the past. Yeah. Relying on experience instead of being willing to change what as you doing, time God? changes. What's the fresh new thing? Yeah. You know, yeah. that It makes me think about just as an example 20 years ago that I heard one of our pastors say to us, um, because the challenge always is the new, the up and coming things that are fresh and that are reaching young people. You know, there were, um, there was a time when our favorite worship music, uh, was a certain style and that reached us in our day and age. But now there's a time that that doesn't, this generation doesn't connect with that. And that's okay. It's a, it's a new generation. We have to be willing to say, Hey, what brings them in? What stirs stirs uh, their heart or creates an atmosphere that they can relate to or even want to be at, so that God can. I love minister Life to them. Fellowship Church here, and I, and you may be attending another church, but I'm telling you, the, the people of Life Fellowship yeah. have always been open to let's try that, and if it doesn't yeah. work, cool, let's move on, let's try this, let's try that. Our heart is there's, reaching the there lost. There is a there's the heartbeat of this church. Yeah. I'm telling you, the people of Life Fellowship Church are a tremendous people yep. that are so open to if it reaches people. Yes, let's, let's do, it. do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yep. As long as it's not sin, 
Let's go reach <laughs> yeah, people. Yeah, let's with reach it. people, and those methods look different, and let's be open to that. But the truth of God's word, you know, those things we'll we'll hold on to tightly. I think our answer kind of morphed, <laughs> but it's it's still good good conversation. Well, hey everybody, we have had so much fun being with you today. We we really enjoy this time every single week. Thank you. It's an honor to speak into your life, and thank you so much for sharing this podcast with others and putting it out on social media. We just want you to know we love you. We're praying for you. We hope you have a great rest of your week. God bless you. Bye-bye.